Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of Motown and Coney. Back with my main man, Tommy. What up, though? So, uh, I want to start off with, because the NBA All-Star game hadn't hadn't occurred yet on our last podcast. Well, this past Sunday, you had the NBA All-Star game, or I don't even want to call it a game at this point, because... I know when we were kids, it seemed like the game mattered. People played defense. Hell, your stars showed up to the slam dunk contest. Uh, the three-point contest was to, was must-see TV. And dare I say, the Pro Bowl actually might be better than the NBA All-Star game <laughs> weekend. Man, you know what? You might be right, though, Rodney. You are right about that. Shout out to the NFL for just recreating that whole Pro Bowl thing, too. Yeah, like the weekend activities uh, for the for the Pro Bowl, how they how they do the points based off those activities, going to the flag football. Um, it, it may be time for the NBA to, to do something similar. I don't know if you do like one-on-one, you still have pay from the big three, and you do a three-on-three um, type tournament, kind of like – I don't know if you saw the NHL All-Star game, but they had basically four teams. The All-Star divided between four teams, and they had a sem- two semifinals and then a final game. I don't know if you do something like that. Um, but, hell, you got to do something. I don't know if you put a million-dollar purse, a couple million, to actually get the players to play. But I, I don't know. I know some people suggested – what Major League Baseball did a few years ago where it decided home field advantage for the World Series. I I heard a couple people saying they should do that for the NBA Finals. I disagree with that, but you got to do something to put a better product out there. Mm. Man, I just... You know what, Rodney? I was thinking about something, too. And... and uh uh, were you okay? So we gonna break down. We gonna do this and break this down, Rodney. Because I was just thinking about the hype behind the Steph Curry and the the young lady shooting it. That was the only oh, thing so I kind of cared. Selena, um, can't think of her last name, but yeah, yeah, that was the only thing I kind of cared about for a minute. I mean, that kind of sparked my attention. I was like, okay, they're going to have a three-point shooting contest. If they would have had a couple more people or, or intertwined a couple more people into that, that would have been cool. It's just, it's missing something. The slam dunk wasn't there. For, the whole weekend was just kind of whacked. Yeah, the, the slam dunk contest at this point, um, I know Stephen A. Smith <laughs> said LeBron James single-handedly ruined the slam dunk contest. <laughs> <laughs> I get where you're coming from. I mean, because we're from the Kobe did the slam dunk contest, Jordan, Dominique, Vince Carter, LeBron's been that been that one big big name that hasn't done it. Hell, you could say Kevin Durant if you want to be technical. Same era have ruined the slam dunk contest. Hell, the LED court for me was the most interesting part of the weekend. Yeah, I mean. That that was that court was exciting. I hope that they actually find some type of way to to use that type of court and type of technology. Um, 
in other places. But the only thing that kind of sucks about that is how would you do that? Because a lot of places have uh, NHL teams, too. Our very own Detroit Pistons and Red Wings share the same thing. So that would be kind of um, kind of weird to do. But maybe it's set up the same way that uh, that the hardwood is where it's connected together. So maybe you can get away with that. But, yeah, it's just nothing, nothing really – Nothing really stands out to me when you think about the celebrity game. They used to be good. That was that's yeah, that was terrible too. Like nothing stood out to me. I didn't care about the celebrity game. I didn't care about the three point contest. Loved Justin. Don't know what the hell she was singing, but that wasn't it. Yeah, I just you're right, Ronnie. Like I don't think nothing nothing inspired me. I just didn't care about it. It just really. It is is what it is, and, and I don't know. The players didn't seem interested. <laughs> yeah, like the players. Yeah, and I I was trying to think to myself. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be that guy. But is it is it because we probably feel that way because our team sucks? I I don't know because I like I remember. I'm thinking like the Orlando All-Star game years ago where you had Magic come back, but you had Isaiah, you know, playing defense. You had Jordan playing defense. Hell, um, even recently when you had um, Kobe going back and forth, I'm trying to think who he went back and forth with at at an All-Star game, basically to win the damn game. you you just don't you just don't see that that level. Even they used to bull crap around for like most of the game and then play defense in the fourth quarter. You didn't even really see that this year. Yeah, you didn't you didn't see and it just it just it bothers me, Rodney, because like you just said, we we come from watching classic all star games and all star events and and now the whole thing is just falling apart. And and it, it it leads me to believe this like is the NBA like at an all time low to where you don't ha- it's not being handed off properly because like once and 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 I was just I was listening to um, a couple of other analysts talk and um you know and, and I I understand that everybody's looking for the next person the next big thing in the in the NBA um, I even heard JJ Redick say that. Steph Curry is the face of the NBA. And I'm like, he's never been the face of the NBA. He never could be the face of the NBA. Like I, he's he can he's in he's not even in that that arena. He's not in that area. This is look, this is all LeBron's, but it's not being yeah. handed off because yeah, it's not being handed off. Just like it always was Jordan's. It's Kobe's. Um before then it was it was Magic and Bird. Like that's the, the people you had to watch. Um. Yeah, and and now it's and now it's LeBron's, and now I'm fearful that we don't have anybody that's in the wings that's exciting to watch because we yeah, don't care. I've heard, um, Anthony Edwards. Not not the name. I, I think if anybody can take the range, it, it would have to be somebody like Tatum. Yeah, but they don't. The thing is that they're missing. Um, and then you. They don't. Have, LeBron doesn't have any good wingman. Like Michael Jordan had good wingman. Um, Kobe had good wingman. 
even like for that little instance when Kobe was like running things, he had good wingmen and it he you had Shaq, he was doing his little dances and, and doing certain things. Um Magic and Bird, you had Isaiah Thomas, you had, you know, you, you got Dr. J, you got it's just so many different people that can help you that's good wingmen. Kevin Durant isn't a good wingman. Adakumpo's not a good wingman. I don't even I don't care about Adakumpo. I'm not gonna even lie to you. Um Yeah, like that's not must see TV. When I see him, I don't care about that. When I no, I, I do care about Steph Curry. Steph Curry's a good wingman, but if you look at LeBron, you look at Steph Curry, they're not winning anything right now. The teams that they're around that they surround them with and try to they're not winning anything and yeah, they're what, ninth and tenth in the West. Yeah. Yeah, and, and nobody cares about these young guys right now because you don't know them and they don't have the personality. Like that And you don't have a villain team either. Right? Yeah, you don't have that. And and it's not like the it's not like the NFL, Rodney. You know, the NFL everybody's behind helmets. These guys, you you got guys that literally have their their faces every day. And you you don't have that. <laughs> Marquee rivalry like Lakers, Celtics. It's not a really a rivalry now. Pistons, Bulls, even like the bat, even the going to work to Pistons. Like everybody in the league hated them except people in Detroit. Or even I'm thinking when LeBron went to Miami, that was a villainized team. You you don't have that marquee team that either everybody hates or you know Golden State when they had KD. Uh, yeah, you don't. You're right, Rodney. You don't have that. There's no storylines. Like, what's the story? You can't put a storyline together because it's it's nothing there. Like, is it, you got these new teams that who's Minnesota Timberwolves rival right now? Nobody. Nobody cares. Denver. Nobody Denver. cares. Who's 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 OKC's rival? Nobody cares. The Knicks don't have a rival. The Knicks, You can try to dig up Indiana Pacers or, or Miami from back in. It's not the same. It's not yeah, the same. You don't really have marquee coaches either, right? Spokes right. Doc Rivers is severely overrated. We can talk about Miami and, I mean, Milwaukee. I think they're like three and eight right now under Doc. Mm-hmm. His son is defending him to the death. I just, yeah, the NBA just, it doesn't do it for me, man. And I, I hate to be that guy. I don't games can be on and I don't even care about it. I I just watched the All Star game because I just it's the All Star game. I feel like I had to watch it. It reminded me of like the uh, like the Pro Bowl or the Super Bowl or something. It's like you have to watch that. It's kind of like I would feel like I was watching and just hoping that I saw like a glimmer or something that used to get me into like the game or something that would catapult me into okay, let me care about this back half of the season going into the playoff. Like, but there's literally nothing there. Like, this is, like, one of the first NBA playoffs where I'm like, don't have a rooting interest. Don't care who does what really in the playoff. Like, just fast forward to the finals at this point. Yeah, just – yeah, you can just fast forward to the finals. I don't – care about none of the storylines or or anything it, it just nothing excites me especially this season and then you know what you no nobody's special nobody sticks out because you got these guys 
A person drops 60, here come another guy dropping 60. Then you got people that you never heard of dropping 40s and 50s. and It just, it's no clear storyline to it. I remember um, how we got into liking Devin Booker, how I thought Devin Booker stood out. In a season that was lost for them, he was the only person that particular season that scored 60-something points in the game. So everybody was like, man, he the next coming to Kobe. And that one particular season that sucked, like Devin Booker stood out. It's hard for anybody else to stick out when you got all these guys scoring these points. So that makes you believe like, hey, I don't think that this guy is special. Everybody can do this. And I find that with the NBA. Like it feels like there's no defense being played. Now you look at the All-Star game. Every game is like an All-Star game. This thing, they close to scoring damn near 200 points, it feel like, in a real NBA regulation game now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you got I teams giving up, like, giving up 70 in the first half easily. Now, like, I remember it was a time where, like, how the Pistons beat teams. Teams couldn't get above 70 for the whole game against those who want to work Pistons lots of time. And, hell, you got teams giving up 40 and 50 points first quarters, 70, 80 for the half. It's like, damn. Yeah, like, the shit's ridiculous, man. It, it just it turns a lot of people off. And everybody that I talk to, they're like, nah, I can't really watch the NBA that much. And then you got even you got these teams that are really severely stacked. And you, you think to yourself, like, how did we even get to this point? Like I, I don't understand how you got so many teams that stack, and then you got teams that are losing, like the Pistons. If I would have told you that the Clippers got James Harden, Russell Westbrook, Kawhi Leonard, um, Paul George, uh, you just you can keep going and going. They even got guys on the team that don't even play and that's pissed off and want to play. You got PJ <laughs> Tucker. It's just, it just so many different people and so many different no like that we don't we don't need that how can this particular market afford to have all these players and the Pistons like got the worst players that you can even think of they got guys that just they don't fucking I'm play for the team I think shit like it's just really bad I just no, I, I don't like it really in balance um uh I love Adam Silver. I think he's the best commissioner in all the sports, but he's got he's got a serious issue. I don't know exactly how you solve that because uh, the NBA has always been pretty good at marketing stars, but the gap between the halves and the half not is like terrible. And you hell you don't. Like you said, like your your stars don't have personality either. Yeah, these young guys don't have no personality. Like you don't know what to to get from, them. and then like you don't know what to expect. And then you do put a mic in front of some people. I guess they they're trying to take over. Don't put a mic. I don't want to hear Giannis talk. Because he says like the most I'm stupid thing that doesn't make any sense. Anybody from that Milwaukee team talk, tired of hearing Tatum talk, and I'm a Tatum fan. Uh, I'm tired of hearing Patrick Beverly for the life of me. Somebody just gag him. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't, 
Yeah, I don't. Everybody has a platform to talk and, and say how they feel, and it, it feels like it, we didn't used to have that from the people in sports. Like they would just go out there and they would just they would just prove it. Now you got guys just they they want to be too many different things. They want to be too many different stars in too many different sports, except for mastering their sport. Like you can't be a, the basketball player, the journalist, the analyst, the uh, it just, the statistician. Like you, you just got too many things going on, and you know, I, a lot of people. Everybody can't be Draymond Green. Draymond Green, he's locked his role down, and that's what he does. But everybody else just it's just too much, man. I like I said, I don't I don't understand how. Like we we just talked about you said you're sick of hearing um Patrick Beverly talk. Me too. Like Patrick Beverly, come on, man. You literally just got traded. You don't have a solid role nowhere. And you're doing color commentary on top of talking crap. But it just doesn't make any sense. This this whole NBA season doesn't make any sense to me. And this is a big, huge letdown. Yeah, I'm I mean, because it's usually football's done. Uh, I'm like, okay, I can fully devote my attention to the NBA. Have no desire. Like, I'm right now, is, I'm more invested in the NHL and into the Red Wings are going to make the playoffs and the Stars and then, then the NBA right now. And, hell, I'm more invested in Major League Baseball starting spring training. That's how I feel. I'm more excited about that. Yeah, hell. And Beyonce taking over all platforms of music. I know, and I'm like, man. I, yeah, I just hope this don't wind up being like that type of transition where you get a lot of people that's copycatting. Just let Beyonce be in her mood and do what she do. She Beyonce. She can do whatever she want to. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm I'm happy that it's happening because um, it's kind of anti-Taylor Swift, right? Taylor Swift is having a hell of a year, and I'm tired of – I won't even say the Swifties. I just feel like Travis Kelsey is, like, riding a coattail for winning stuff that he shouldn't win. Like, he won a People's Choice Athlete of the Year. <laughs> he ain't even the best <laughs> athlete on his team. Or the most recognizable. <laughs> he not. Like, it just... He should never been on, like, that all-first team. But the way he balled out in the playoffs, it, it kind of made it go full circle. He wasn't even the best tight end this year. Yeah, he I had can't a terrible that. season. Laporta was better than him. Kiddo. Uh, yeah. You know, Hawkinson, before he tore his ACL, was better than him. <laughs> and they still put him in those categories and... and yeah, I don't know if you want to say guilty by association, but from him being right there with Taylor Swift, like those came right to him. It's kind of like right now everything's kind of like uh, a black eye for sports a little bit. And just, uh, but I, that's why I said it's a that's why everybody that knows this, and we've been talking about we were talking about this for weeks and weeks during the NFL season, uh, leading up into the Super Bowl. We like this is a Taylor Swift ball. We know that. that's sad that we say that, and we know who's gonna win. 
Like, we mm-hmm. knew what was going to happen. We thought we, we were excited, hoping that the Lions could win, and we said the Lions would probably be the best bet. But nobody was going to stop Taylor Swift from getting Travis Kelsey his ring. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, then you got, the, got them sharing the, the mic'd up moment after uh, the Super Bowl victory. I just... I don't know. This, I feel like to sports in a lot of ways is upside down um, this year. Yeah, just, it just really was, man. It, it just it. I mean, but it, this year doesn't come without sacrifice, man. Like, I'm happy that the Lions got over the hump, but then at the same time, in the same breath, you're like, damn. If whenever you think about the Lions' victory in this season and how magical it was um, this past season, it goes hand in hand with how awful the Pistons were and them going backwards and setting records that we didn't, we couldn't believe they were ever set and losing so many games in a row and and doing things that we couldn't even imagine or fathom. All I want to know is when is thirty for thirty gonna film the uh, the special? <laughs> Man, like. I just I I can't believe it, man. Like uh, I just can't believe yeah, like it's, it's like day and night. They can call it the joys of victory and the agony of defeat. It's been. <laughs> <laughs> then you want to put the cherry on top, and uh, Taylor Swift wins the Super Bowl. The cherry on top. Oh, you know they are. She's already the betting favorite to be um, the halftime entertainment next year. Oh, who? Taylor Swift. You think so? Yes. Yeah, she's um uh, it's some it's some Las Vegas eyes on that already. That's Which I crazy. think would be attractive to um New Orleans and the New Orleans music scene cuz you got some it would be like the year uh Detroit hosted, I, I believe, Mick Jagger, if I remember correctly, was the halftime entertainment when you had all these different Motown people you could have picked from. Hell, you could have picked Eminem if you wanted to do, you know, go that route. But if, if Taylor yeah, that Swift just... was the... Oh, don't worry. She'll be, uh, she'll be doing some type of uh, New Orleans sound. <laughs> and uh, come out with a song or something like, yeah, it's just uh, yeah, about as New Orleans as Ryan Seacrest is Spanish. <laughs> Shout out to <laughs> Kid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, they gonna find a way. That that would be a smack in the face. When I'm thinking, um, when I'm thinking about the Super Bowl in New Orleans, I'm thinking about Lil Wayne. I think that'd be great for him. Yeah, he's already lobbying for it. Uh, maybe he'll bring off Skip with him. <laughs> oh man! Speaking of Skip, um, Skip Bayless' name made his way onto the um, club Shay Shay. The uh-uh. yeah, Johnny Manziel is the the latest interview on Club Shay Shay. Uh, This this one I'm I'm actually curious to see if Johnny Manziel can can build upon um what was his his untold on Netflix because 
that was, I think that was the best untold. So I'm curious even more now, but you know, Skip Bayless basically said Johnny Manziel was going to save the Cleveland Brown franchise. So, um, Shannon Sharp had brought that up. So, I, I, I just think it's interesting. Skip Bayless has been severely wrong, especially when it comes to Cleveland quarterbacks. <laughs> and you know what? We had some high praise for uh, Johnny Manziel. It's funny whenever I look at that, it's crazy just going through, watching like those old clips and how they talk about how Johnny Manziel was the next big thing, and then for him just to take a huge dump, just uh, that just that blows my mind. Yeah, it's yeah Johnny Manziel was like the next great white hope, like and. I will say to see it fizzle the way it did, but it didn't even fizzle. It just burst and just disappeared. Uh, and he couldn't, like, if so bad, he couldn't even latch on as, like, a career backup. Man, I, yeah, and that, that blows my mind even more, man. If you would have told me that he couldn't even be a backup, like, damn, Johnny Manziel, like, come on. He couldn't even yeah. be a backup. Yeah, because you, you've had some pretty good career journeyman backup, Chad Henney, uh, but Johnny Manziel couldn't even do that. So it, it's just shocking to see him go from the height of high trophy fandom to out the league. He's like a mythological creature at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't lying, and I, and I, I felt bad because sometimes I think from Johnny Manziel, the way that he did things, and with him being a bust, I, I think I kind of put Baker Mayfield. I feel bad. I put Baker Mayfield in that same category, and I feel bad because Baker's a huge leap above him. Yeah, and, and I, people to say, and I feel like Baker is. Almost on the road to fully resurrecting his career. If he have, if he has another good year in Tampa, uh, the fact that Tampa made the playoff last year is impressive. Because I don't think I know they're divisionary and they suck, but if you would have told me Brady retires, Baker Mayfield's the starting quarterback in Tampa, and they win a playoff game, and you know. I wouldn't have believed you. Exactly. That's why this was a hell of a season for him. Um, This was a huge turnaround. I thought he actually played pretty decent. And then for him to come during the playoffs, come in to win a game, first of all, beating the Eagles, like that, that's a hell of an achievement. The Eagles, I mean, they were falling apart, but they still were the Eagles. They still had all the top guns behind them. Um, and he came and he proved him wrong. He put him away, as he should have. Um, and he carried that team, and he played pretty well against the Lions, too. Like, I can't even take nothing away from him. Like, hats off to that guy. And hopefully, he, you know, he takes them further and keeps them in title contention. Yeah. So I do have three big NFL questions for you. Um, All right. One involving the Lions, which I'll save for last. Um, 
Dak Prescott said he wants to reset the the quarterback market and basically wants sixty million a year in his contract extension. Should <laughs> Dallas give Dak sixty million? Man, I almost man. Listen, he has to win first, man. He has a you got to win a playoff game. You got to do something, and he hasn't shown up. He hasn't shown up, and I don't know how he's gonna set the bar when you haven't even done anything to gain any access to the bar in the first place. Um, I think I just seen. Did you happen to see the Michael Parsons and Stephen A. Smith thing going back and forth? Yeah. Yeah, and like I understand Michael Parsons is a ride or die. And he's basically saying like what quarterbacks in the league have accomplished more than Dak or did more than Dak? It's plenty of them. Yeah, I'm about to say it's plenty of quarterbacks that's won a playoff game. Yeah, like you haven't even won a playoff game yet. And from the looks of it, like you can't all you have to do you had the Green Bay Packers. Like, don't get me wrong, Green Bay, they I, I don't know if you want to say they overachieved. Or got hot at the right time. But how the hell do you lose at home? You've been winning at home the whole season. And then you go against Green Bay and just lay an egg. Which has kind of been Dak Prescott's um, M.O. in the playoffs. So, hell, if I'm Jerry Jones and he wants $60 million, here go your walking papers. The, the second question, Justin Jefferson also wants to reset the the market, the wide receiver market, and if reportedly want like thirty to thirty one million. If you Minnesota do, do you do that? No. I don't know because you know what Jerry Jones he's a, he just loves handing out bad contracts anyway. Um, and you already seen Kirk Cousins get paid and a bunch of other people. Um, I wouldn't say he said uh, maybe Dak Prescott might be a deal because um, now with the salary cap and everything expanding, and I, I guess that'll be the norm. But I hate that the norm would have to be Dak Prescott getting paid that much. Um, but at the same time, you've just seen uh, Daniels get paid all that money from the Giants. and um, Yeah, it's just it's going to be a lot of people that's going to get paid and they're probably not going to produce or do much so um if you want to win during the regular season i guess dak prescott deserves that money they had a pretty decent record they won a division so yeah i'm still not paying dak just <laughs> justin jefferson and from minnesota i i might entertain 30 or 31 million but even him i think KC showed you that you can win a championship without your star wide receiver. So um, I don't know if I'm, I'm handing out any of these contracts that want to reset the market. And I'm definitely not giving Dak $60 million before Patrick Mahomes redoes his deal. I, th- I think if anybody resets the market, it should be Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, because Mahomes, man, that yeah, you're right about that. He's on a whole nother level. And you can say like they took away different weapons, took away different things. He's balled out, man, regardless of who the running back is, regardless of who the wide receivers are. Um 
I mean, I guess you could say that common denominator is Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is amazing too. But um definitely um Mahomes spearheads that whole movement over there in OKC. Yeah. So you ready for, for the Lions question? I'm sorry, Kansas City. Yeah. So um who would be your fourth they they asked us on the radio the other day, and I thought it was a good question. Mm-hmm. Who, are the, who are the four current Detroit Lions that you build around? You can only get four. Mm. Wow, that's tough. You only get okay. I'm going to start with the offensive line. I like Sewell. I think I think Panay Sewell is like he's special, man, and like the way that he blocks and his schemes. I think he's awesome. He's special. He he spearheads that offensive line. Um, mm, that's tough. Of course, you got to put Hutch in there. Like, Hutch is our primary defensive person. He adds pressure on that side. You start with him, and then you just got to add another building block to him. So, I got Sewell, I got Hutch. Mm. Um, I got to go with St. Brown, of course. St. Brown is, I think he's amongst one of the elite uh, wide receivers. Definitely gonna go with with St. Brown. Mm. That's tough, man. Uh, Cause I I don't want to say golf. I, I mean, I, I guess I can say golf, but it feel like you could put. It, it feels like that Forty Nine er syndrome. It feel like okay, if the Lions had Lamar Jackson, do you think we'll win the Super Bowl? Mm, probably. Okay, if the Lions had Josh Allen, you think we win the Super Bowl? Definitely. Yeah, Mahomes. Oh, sh- hell yeah. Joe Burrow. I not, mean, I can not, keep going. Not, not only do we win the Super Bowl, we're probably set up to win it the next couple of years. You see, and that's what I'm saying. I, I don't – that's why I say it's just – I feel the same. It's the same thing with the the guy from the 49ers. Like, if it's anybody else that's in that position, if Mahomes is in that position or or Lamar Jackson or I can keep going, we, you know, that's why I say I can't put Jared Goff because there's other guys that's better at the position that I can put my franchise behind. Like, I, that's why I don't, I don't choose Goff in this. And I think Hooker might, at the end of the day, uh, Hooker might be better than Goff. Um, so one more person. Mm. I'm gonna go Gibbs. Okay, I can I'm gonna go that. with running back. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go running back. So I have two of the same people you have, and then I have two different ones. Okay. So um, I have Sewell and I have Hutch. Hmm. My my third okay. one, I love St. Brown. I do. I think he's a phenomenal player. Um, I think he's borderline going to be a Hall of Famer um, when it's all said and done. I think Hutch and Sewell are probably the two people if you're looking at the line right now. You could probably say when all said and done, they'll probably be – Hall of Famers, but but I I got 
two other people that I think that have potential to to reach that attitude. Third is Laporta. Oh, I like that. Think he's um the think he's better than Kittle. Think um I think he'll have have a career closer to Gronk or Kelsey. And then my fourth one is is the one of the, one of the people in the secondary and hell is from the same draft as the Porter is is Brian Branch. I, I like I like that pick. I like Branch. I like Laporta too with the tight end. I thought Laporta was was super clutch. Um. Yeah, you're right about that. I like I like Laporta. I think Laporta. Ah, damn, that's a good one. It was either it was either Laporta or Gibbs for me. Um, I thought Saint Brown Saint Brown was like the next clutchest person next to that. But I guess I was looking at it from from a building standpoint. Um yeah, Laporta's special. You're right about that. Man, I, yeah, that's tough for the top for four people. I think yours is good. I think mine's is good also. Cause you can't have a, a football team without a run game. And you and yeah, I just I thought Gibbs was special and he stood out. We needed him to stand up tall and he actually came out and stood up tall. When a lot of people thought he was a bust. I I had people dropping him from fantasy teams and mm-hmm. the people on the NFL network were talking crazy. What what are you guys doing? What are Lions doing? Why would you bring in Montgomery and my and now you had a two headed monster. Once you had that two headed monster, and that was the first time in, in Lions franchise history, and that, I think they broke a couple of NFL records too. Um when you have both of those guys together. And now all of a sudden we turn into a running team and you take that pressure off of golf. And you open it up for Laporta and for St. Brown. So that's why I chose Gibbs. But no, I love yeah. yours too. Yeah, I, I love Gibbs. I think he's electrifying. I think he'll only get better. Um, he's got some Christian McCaffrey quality to him. I think he's a good combination of Christian McCaffrey and, and, and Saquon um, in a lot of ways. I do um want to talk talk some music. Um, twenty twenty four. Hell, I don't I don't know. It's only the end of February, and we've already had some things I didn't expect. Uh, well, there's Andre three thousand with the flute album, the Cat <laughs> Williams interview, Beyonce doing a whole country album. I'm here for it though. And then something else unexpected happened on February the 16th. Little John dropped a meditation album. <laughs> that caught me off guard. Have you heard it? <laughs> I have not heard the meditation album. So I listened to it this morning. I like it. However, every time Little John talks, I'm like, this is the dude that told me to get crunk and all this other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I I want to like it, but my, my head is confused at this point because I'm supposed to be meditating, but I, I also want to get crunk. So, <laughs> Man, like, see, that is very unsuspecting, man. 
That is very unsuspected. I didn't expect that either. Little John Meditation album. Man. Yeah, I, but like I said, I, I actually like it. Um, Little John has become one of my favorite little celebrities to follow. And stuff. He he is just a walking... Everything you thought Little John was, like when he was out here with the East Side Boys and he was making those hits, he is not that person that seems like behind, you know, closed doors and seeing all the other business ventures all the other things he's done is 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 i just enjoy following him on social media and watching you know the all the other things he's done since then so right from him doing uh diy and um d yeah like diy yeah i just i can't believe that this is the little john that we we grown up to see man like from watching him build houses to watching him doing, like you said, a meditation album, and for him working on cars, him doing stuff with the NHL, just, I mean, Lil John is the man. Like he just, it's it feels like um, for entertainment purposes, man. Who right now? Who's hotter than Atlanta right now, man? You got Usher like crushing it, man. The second coming of basically like. I know we were talking about Taylor Swift and Beyonce, um, but Usher is ruining relationships, man. He's breaking people up. He got people going. He got women going on women's girls trip with those high ass tickets. They oh. they freaking flying out to Las Vegas just to see Usher. Like speaking of uh, people breaking up happy home, did you see uh, Glorilla throw her shot at Damian Lillard? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, so she took a picture with Dane, tweeted it out, and said, uh, I don't know who, who nigga this is, but I, I want him. And I don't... <laughs> oh, no. Nah. Oh, shit. <laughs> and he's going, Damn, through, I missed that and he's going through a divorce right now, so... Dang. Oh, man. Glorilla crazy. Mm-hmm. The sky's the limit, ain't it? <laughs> I, man. The news that I've been catching up on, man, I heard Rick Ross put his girl out, and she homeless now from what I was hearing. And uh, I guess it kind of confirmed that 50 Cent and, and uh, his his woman or former girlfriend, they broke up, I guess. They saying Rick Ross trying to talk to her. So it's just a bunch of mess. Yeah, I'm about to say music, the music business is is turned into reality TV. Um <laughs> But you so you got Lil John with the with the meditation album. You got Kelly Rowland and ta- Kelly Rowland she now she's acting. Her her movie, um, Tyler Perry made of Netflix movies drops on Friday. I'm here for it. But Kelly Rowland, if you talk about somebody that's really reinvented, they saw reinvented. They look to me. She hired a Beyonce look wise right now. I know she she aged so well, and I know you gonna get them bees gonna tear your ass up. Yeah, <laughs> now let's let's be let's be worth that. 
they they look like I mean, very I mean, they, beautiful they, women together. They, yeah, they're both beautiful. I'm just, I'm just saying, Ke- Kelly Rowland, she 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 didn't really she is aging gracefully. Man, like I don't, I don't know, know what time machine she stepped yeah, into. I was about to say I don't know if she found the fountain of youth or what or who her stylist is because like the looks that she put together, her outfits are just fire so yeah she looking real good man and like you said she reinvented herself with some with the music and everything too um still putting out some hot hits too just like beyonce um but i think hers is more like a little bit a little hood bangers um i heard something come on the radio i'm like who is this and they like man that's kelly Rowland. i'm like whoa i didn't know she was still putting out bangers like this so yeah kelly Rowland doing her thing man yeah, so um trying to think what else dropped. Um Little John the Meditation album, Kelly Rowling movie oh. premiere. Oh what about the Bob Marley movie, man? Did you check it out? And so I haven't got a chance to check it out yet. My parents checked it out yesterday. They loved it. So um the soundtrack is fire. Yeah, soundtrack is fire. I, I actually went and checked the movie out too, man. I thought it was really good, man. Uh, um, the actor that played Bob Marley, man, he he showed out. Actually, the uh, the actress that played uh, his wife, and I mean, just the the movie was good, man. It was a whole vibe, man. I I left the movie feeling refreshed, intrigued, wanting more. Uh, I wanted to listen to all the Bob Marley songs. Like it just, yeah, that was a damn good movie, man. It. And to see the way he he carried a whole, just like he he's there. He's one of those man. When you think of like Dr. Martin Luther King, when you think about Michael Jackson, when you think about people that left that impact, like he's one of those. He's like one of those impactful people, man. I think he deserves like a from watching that movie. I'm like, man, he deserves some type of Nobel Peace Prize or something, man. Or he he one of those man for him to put Jamaica on his back like that and. And promote peace and prosperity, man. And he, he had a beautiful soul. Like you got to check that movie out, man. I I know you. You said you're gonna check it out. Go check that out for sure. Yeah, um, me and me and Lauren gonna go see that for um, day night. Um, you did have Schoolboy Q re- release a single. Um, hopefully, 2024 we get some new music from a whole album from him, J Rock. Um, so so that's out there. Um have speaking of of, of artists reinventing themselves, have you checked out the Miss Staple show on Netflix? No, I have not, but I heard good things about it. Have oh, you yeah. seen it? Yes. I need more than five episodes of Netflix and Miss Staples. It is straight fire. It's it's hilarious, uh to to say the least. Um but yeah, it's only five episodes. I, I would say that's the only downside is it, it's going to want you um, wanting more. But it's Ooh. definitely fire, definitely worth checking out. Vince Staples, if you have listened to this podcast, he is one of my favorite young artists. Somebody I am rooting for. Some like to me, he has potential to be a big time star. 
see, I, yeah, I, I see that from and you've been on Vince Staples for the longest, man. Um, I, you know, I really seen him in a lot of interviews, and I was like, you know, he got that potential, man. Like, he just stands out to me. And now with him having this show, um, now, now it's his show. I haven't seen it. But what does it put you in the mind frame of? Is it like a comedy? Is it like a drama? Or it's it's more so comedy. It puts you in like Dave, like how I'm Dave. Yeah, kind of like that. Um, kind of some some Dave Chappelle show um, type stuff too. Kind of some. Um, Jordan Peele type stuff going on too. Is, but it's it's more so comedy. But it's going it's it's well worth it. Okay, all right. Sure. I even like Mike Epps' new comedy special. Man, now everybody's been telling me that was hilarious. Yeah, for me to like it, if you if you listen to this podcast, you know I'm not a big fan of Mike Epps' stand up, but this one. It's 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 worth giving it a, a listen to spin. Shout out okay, to sure. shout out to him and Shannon Sharp for coming together um, and solving their differences too. Yeah, one man, I love to hear that too. Um, I'm glad both of those brothers stepped up, put their differences aside, and came together. Yeah, that that was beautiful. Uh, both of them too damn old to be fighting and arguing anyway. Damn, they're throwing hip out. <laughs> and then the Mike Epps man, he been hilarious, man. I seen that. I seen you know the disparaging remarks he said, but he a comedian, man. You can't. You gotta take what they say with a grain of salt. Yeah, I when I saw that, I was like, oh, he, it's a joke. Yeah, you gotta take that with a grain of salt, man. It, it's just. Uh, yeah, I, just I some would, jokes. Man. I would, I do would like to see him on Club Shay Shay. Uh, I think it would be hilarious. I think it would be more positive than the Cat Williams and the and the Monique one. But uh, Mike Epps, every time he does interview that I've seen, is 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 well worth it. Um, the Upshaws is should become. I think they come back in April. So. Yeah, that, you know, and that would have been a good segue into him um, going with his Netflix special too. He should have did the um, he should did the thing with Shannon Sharp, then released the Netflix special, or went on tour like Cat Williams did, basically. Yeah, because right now he right now off that special, I don't seen I don't seen way too many people people that don't even find Mike Epps funny. They said this special is one of the funniest specials they've seen. And they don't even really find him that funny. Yeah. They said it was like one of the funniest Netflix specials. Yeah, I I will agree. Um, is it better than Dave Chappelle stuff? Probably not, but it's up there. Ooh, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's high praise. That's high praise, man. Because those are like two different... Both of their com- their comedic types are two different types. And, um, and you know, I gravitate more towards the, the Dave Chappelle. Right. And you know, I, I'm more... And I gravitate toward... And you, and I know that you gravitate towards Dave Chappelle and, and Chris Chris Rock. 
type of deal. And I gravitate more towards the uh, Mike Epps, Cat Williams, you know, type of comedy. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's a lot of praise, man. So I'm definitely looking forward to it. I might watch it once I get off. Uh, yeah, it's, it's the podcast, definitely man. worth. Um, yeah, definitely check it out. Yeah, nah, I put my hat in there. And I said I wouldn't sign up. Yeah, I said I wouldn't sign up for a Netflix man. I, I might as well man, go ahead. All these little streaming apps, they they get you. They get you this. They get this one show that you got to see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like, man. Because right now I got way too many, man. And Netflix oh, I, is I, like I, locking it down right now. I feel the same way because I'm like, I need somebody stars because I'm trying to see high time, but I'm like, I can't sign up for nothing else. Yeah, I'm like, shit. Some, I'm, I'm going to eventually get rid of uh, Paramount Plus, man, because they're getting rid of my show Evil, man. So I'm down about that. So uh, Paramount Plus has me in a show hole because of, of the kids, but... Paw Patrol. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, these, these streaming services are getting out of hand, though. I know, man. And, like, um, and shout out to Stars and, um, and HBO uh, Max. Even I, I think it's called Max now. It's not even LA. Yeah, it's just Max. Yeah. Shout out to those that don't really mess with you when you got multiple people streaming on one and uh, Amazon Prime that don't mess with you. Speaking of Amazon Prime, did you see they're bidding to have an NFL playoff game exclusively stream on, on Prime? As they should, man. Like I thought that they did a good job with Thursday Night Football. Um, I would rather see it on Prime than Peacock. I mean, Peacock does a good job too. I, I rock with Peacock. Um, I like out of the, all the streamers, not uh, for sports. Um, my top three for sports for sports streaming, I say Amazon Prime, Peacock, and then Paramount Plus for um, streaming sports. Because a lot of times, like the streams are cut out on you, and it be kind of jacked up, or they can't handle so many people streaming at once. I think that. Um, Amazon Prime has shown they their shit's like you know, even if your TV even even is in a 4K, it shows up like a 4K. Like it's, they do a damn good job with the streaming, man. Yes, and they go really in depth. I'm wondering because did you see the new that Max, Discovery, and um, Fox are getting together to create like a sports streaming um, app? Oh, that'll be. Hey, oh, and you know what? I I forgot about Max. Max is doing a damn good job. I watched the I watched the freaking uh, NBA All Star uh, game and all that stuff on Max. Yeah, and Max did a good job. I think anything that any game that's on TNT now that you can you can watch it on on Max. So yeah, they got the whole Bleacher Report thing, man, and I've been watching that. Yeah, Max is Max is starting to be that that deal too, and I think that um I think Amazon has bought out the um the Bally Sports type of thing, and they're gonna be streaming like basketball games now, so you don't have to 
Um, hopefully you don't have to pay the $20 or whatever they're trying to ask for for um, a month to see those weak-ass Pistons. That should be five cents to watch them play. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the whole Bally sports. I'm like, I want to sign them, but I'm not. Catch me when the Red Wings make the playoff Bally's. <laughs> Yeah, like you no, I'm not I'm not spending my money for that. And most of the time the Red Wings are on like uh NHL on ESPN or something. So half of those games are already taken up. Where the Pistons and, and uh the Tigers are solely on just that station and they're really not winning that much, so and the Red Wings been hotter than fish grease. Yeah, I'm I don't know. There's something got to happen. Oh, it's, it's just too many streaming apps, too many passwords to keep up with. Uh, like you said, you do have some like Max that, that will let you share passwords. I don't really care. Uh, but, and then like you got the, like, what is it? MGM Plus, AMC. Uh, we got the streaming app. It, it's, is hell by the time you pay for all the streaming app, you didn't pay for cable and then some, so right. And it's like you gotta bite the bullet on some things. But um thank God I'm able to uh share passwords with some people and and able to watch some of the stuff. That's why I said I was really disappointed with Netflix, man, when they cracked down like that. Um and that's why I said I wouldn't sign up for them. I'm like, I'm never gonna sign up for them. But now they got me in a chokehold. Now I'm dying to watch those specials and in TV shows, so they got me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just I don't know. I blame Steve Jobs, <laughs> iTunes, the Apple. Really set the, the the model. Yeah, that yeah they they killed us with that man, and um, and it, that iTunes, and then the damn. Uh, Microsoft was always in the background too with bullshit. Cause I, I and I and I always rode the Microsoft wave, man. So I had that damn Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I was right alongside him. I was like, yeah, I'm, I got my Zoom. Um, yeah, but I think I had like four or five of them damn Zooms. But man, yeah, they just yeah they they ruined everything, man. So, um. These pay subscriptions, man. And we, we always was talking about this is what we needed. It'll take us down. If we can just pay for cable channels or different things, like little by little, we figure we'll be okay. It made shit worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we asked for this. And then this is what, and this is, <laughs> I feel like Ice Cube, we asked for this, and this is thanks we got, we started this, and this is thanks we get. <laughs> You ain't lying. Uh, real quick before we get out of here, Mr. Shime Time. When, Uh-oh. Went viral for his review on Eminem Mom Spaghetti. <laughs> Is it time for Shime Time to leave, leave the D? Well, he didn't lie about Mom Spaghetti. Like, yeah, I could look like... at Mom Spaghetti when it first came out. I was like, oh, that's not hitting on nothing. Yeah, that's not that's mom spaghetti. It's not my spaghetti. Like I just, it's not my mama spaghetti. That's his mama spaghetti. Like it is what it is. Um, it's just 
it's fast food spaghetti, man. Like, what the hell do you want? Like, <laughs> and it's like it's served. The, it's served in like an alleyway. Yeah. <laughs> like, where you an alleyway out of window in the alleyway right, out of a window? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> You're like, come on! I, it's not even served in the restaurant. Like, you just you get it out of an alleyway in a window. Like you, like you just said, like. Come on, yeah, it's time for him to go. Like we don't care about his opinion. Yeah, he's um, always talking about moving here. So, no, why would you move here? And the food's terrible. Like what the? F- <laughs> he's had some good reviews. See that? Um, I, I think he's trolling um, at this point, Rodney. Like the Jamaican pl- place he just went to in Sterling Heights. Uh, the crepe lady in Rochester. Uh. Lots, lots of places in the surrounding Detroit area. Dearborn. Um, yeah, he trolling, man. He's definitely trolling, bro. I, I don't think that. Because first of all, if we got some of the worst food that you experience, like why are you even considering moving here? So this. Just go ahead and leave, man. Don't even yeah, don't worry about know. staying here. We'll yeah. leave you. Yeah, but he made double XL today, so I thought that was funny. What? Oh man, that, yeah, I swear they give anybody a platform, man. Yeah, double XL um basically re um uh, talked about him talking about mom spaghetti, so Oh wow. Between him and then that that Kai guy, I just can't get behind. Yeah, yeah I just the, I don't. The one guy that's always here that I I mess with seriously is the hungry black man. <laughs> Basically, yeah, I just yeah. I yeah I can't. Yeah, I I don't know. I I don't. Maybe I just don't understand like the way the culture is going. I'm that old guy now, so. I'm not the daddy from Footloose. Yeah, we the get off my line, Stanley from Friday. <laughs> yeah, because I don't see the hype in this guy, and everybody like, yeah, he's here in Detroit, and yeah, I just I don't know. I guess it kind of made some of the restaurants tighten up. Maybe, maybe they yeah, changed the I, grease now. Tighten up. Um, a lot of the places that he's um, giving good or great reviews to. Um, their business has really, really picked up. So, okay, well, maybe that, maybe that's it. Maybe he has a purpose. Maybe if he does move here and and people will tighten up extra, and all the businesses will be good. But yeah, I I don't get the hype, and like I said, maybe it's not meant to be. Yeah, on that note, uh, we can get over out of here. We're a little bit over on our time, but it's all good when you're having fun. Uh, we'll catch y'all on the B-side. Peace. <laughs>